Welcome, Red Sox fans. Here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Sox Deep Dives. This is going to be the wild card race edition for the Red Sox. We'll get into the upcoming schedule, what our expectations are. Can we hold the one spot, the two spot? Our preferred matchup as far as which team we would end up playing. And then we'll get into kind of a mock starting lineup for that game and what alignments we like and so on and so forth. Before I bring in Job and Andrew, we will get the the sponsor part of it out of the way. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Houston to... <laughs> I botched it already. Australia to Boston. Do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0 kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0 the orbits in your pants will feel like you're at zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job for the leaders in male grooming join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop off your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. You guys ready to dive deep into this wild card scenario? All the layers that go with it? I am ready to talk playoffs. Ready to talk playoffs. Touch and go with each passing series, but the Red Sox are currently in the home field advantage seed of the wild card game. So they've passed the Yankees, have a full game ahead of them. Toronto is two games from the Yankees in the two spots. So that's three games behind the Red Sox. Job, you have the schedule in front of you. It's a pretty tough one. So why don't you take us through it for the remaining uh, series we have? Sure. So, real quick, Terry, just because the standings have been updated. Oh, go ahead. Toronto is one and a half games behind us, and the Yankees are a half game back. Oof. Okay, I thought we were Seattle full game Seattle is up. two and a half back. So, we're really on thinnest <laughs> of margins here going forward. And the, te- the team to think about there is Seattle is only two and a half back, and we're going to get into why right now. We got three against Chicago coming up. Tomorrow's an off day, or rather today is an off day, if you're listening to this on Friday. Um Three against Chicago, three against Seattle, off day. Three against Baltimore, two against the Mets, three against the Yankees. And then we close it out 
with both Baltimore and Washington. Hopefully we can get some wins in those two series. Hopefully uh, Washington has their their golf games booked for uh, the following now, week. Chew on this, Andrew, Terry, all the listeners. Seattle, right now. We go to Seattle on the West Coast three days from now. I'm going to be flying out after that game in Chicago to go play on the West Coast where they always give us trouble. They have a three-game set coming up starting tomorrow with the dumpster fire that is Arizona. They're probably going to take those three. So this could be, and depending on how tomorrow night's series goes with the Blue Jays and Yankees, we could be only up a game, maybe tied. Worst case scenario, we're a half game back going into Seattle three days from now. If everybody sweeps and then we get swept, we're not in the wild card. We're out of the. We are out. <laughs> so we're out of we the are spot. Out by a half game. Absolutely. Seattle. So in worst case scenario, and there's there's a not zero percent chance. If you listen to the last episode, you know we think the Red Sox can get a couple of wins in Chicago, but they're a great team. There's a not zero percent chance we could get swept in that series. So looking ahead, we got some really tough series here. We're going to be doing some scoreboard watching. Seattle has seven games remaining against the Oakland A's. So that's that's tough and that's favorable for us that they have a couple of tough matchups there. And then sandwiched uh, in between them are two other series against Anaheim, which could go either way, really. And uh, if Shohei has a good series, maybe... Maybe he uh, does us a solid, but it's getting down to it. You know, twice a game we're we're checking the scores around the league to see who's where. And to me, Toronto's the boogeyman. <laughs> That's see, the to boogeyman. me, it's Seattle. Andrew, who's your boogeyman? It would be Toronto for me. As long as we're within one game of either one of those uh, wild card spots – going to the final six, I feel good. Just got to keep it within one game because the final six are where the Red Sox catch a break. And if it is Toronto, Robbie Ray pitches that game if if they can afford to line it up that way. He might be needed in a game 161, 162 to get them into that spot if the Yankees get hot again or if if Job's correct about the Mariners and, and they go on a run. But I'll say this about Seattle. That's an energy they haven't felt in decades. So uh, They haven't felt that since Ichiro was there. And I mean the first year that Ichiro was there. That's 2001. Like Ken Griffey Jr., That that's the scenario that we're looking at now. Is like an energized young team who believes in themselves and a fan base – Frankly, that's been dormant for my whole lifetime. I mean, 20 years of, you know, baseball fans that really haven't had anything to root for. That scares the hell out of me. They're, they're an interesting team and not one that we thought would get into it. But every year, one team, they break out a year or so early and they unexpectedly go on a run and 
this year that that could be Seattle. So we'll see. Jerry Depoto, very popular guy out there. He's their GM. Just got a contract extension. Scott Service, also contract extension. He's been their manager for I think several years now, at least four or five. So so they're they're committed to 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 what they've been doing, and it it seems like it's finally paying off. So can I can I explain Terry why they scare me the most? Yeah, go ahead. In this upcoming series specifically. Yeah. They don't scare me that much if we play them in a wild card game. They scare me for knocking us out of the wild card. And the the big thing that scares me about that series going into Seattle, no matter how we go in there, whether we go in there up three, up one, whatever, Safeco is a big field. Pitcher friendly. We don't have the greatest defense. Like it is a whole different ball game as far as outfield defense. Uh, alignments you can't be making sloppy mistakes and this team has done that far too often this year for me to feel comfortable on the west coast in that swing three game one three games on the west coast is usually where this team struggles i mean the west coast is usually where they go out there everyone kind of falls asleep for a couple days it's like all right let's just go back home like wrap it up let's get this series over with um it's going to suck to watch those 10 o'clock games. It's going to be tough. Makes but, you uh, Go ahead. I was saying it makes you wonder if J.D. or Schwarber will even see any outfield time in that series. I I very much doubt it. And I, the only pitcher that they have that worries me is Kikuchi. Uh, I don't know what their lineup looks like as far as starting rotation, whether they can get him in there against the Red Sox. But he, he will either be. way, I mean. He will be pitching against the Red Sox. So he got lit up the other night against against Houston. Yeah, I think that was last night. But that that, that, is, a, that is a pitcher who scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have Sale in that in that match in that series. Probably Erod and then Evoldi. I think is how that series plays out. But. But it, it's in Seattle, and we've gotten better at playing on the West Coast the last couple of years, I feel like. So hopefully this series uh, kind of plays out that way as well. So, One thing to note before we like jump into to everything else as far as records go, when we look at the standings, we got to remember we have games in hand. Um, the Red Sox have four off days left the remainder of the season. That's one more than everybody else that's playing at the moment. We are 80 and 62. Toronto, for example, is 76 and 62. They have four more games to play than we do. That's an awful lot of time to make up ground. Oakland, 74 and 64. They also have two games left behind us. And then Seattle has one more game than we do. So we can only do so much. But we really need to win those games because it's going to come down to it's going to be out of our hands if we don't. Let's put it that way. It's going to be a dogfight. And I'm, I'm just going to throw one other thing out there. This is why you don't need expanded playoffs. Okay, look at all these teams just trying to funnel their way into this two-game wild card. This is all the drama you need. And I hope they don't mess with it. That, that's going to be a tweet for me tomorrow. But all right, so let's get into it. We kind of we kind of touched on it in the last show, so we won't spend a ton of time on this show. But let's just quickly rehash it. We're going through our whole lineup on which 
guy we prefer where, whether it's first base, the outfield. But who's your starting pitcher? Who do you guys want starting? If it started tomorrow, who's your guy? Chris Sale. Sale against the Jays, uh, Vault against the Yankees. Who who against? Who is it if it's Seattle or Oakland? Yeah. Get back to me on that one. <laughs> no, probably Sale. I'm sticking to my guns. I I gotta go with Evaldi. I gotta go with the guy who's been consistent. And it, we'll get into who the briefly we'll get into who the the next guys out of the pen will be. But all right, so it's one game, and hopefully it's going to be played in Fenway Park. Who's your first baseman for that game? Is it at Fenway or is it on the road? We're assuming it's at Fenway. Well, that that's where they are right now. Okay. Yeah, Bobby Dahlbeck for me. Really? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I just said that, Terry. I, I'm jumping on myself. Uh, I feel upset that I said it, but I said it. The other show is going to be very upset with you guys. Um, who's mine? Just throw it out there. Schwarber, I'd assume. I'm going with Schwarber. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been pretty flawless, hasn't he, at first base? In, what, 11 innings? 11 innings, yeah. It's definitely been limited time just with all the guys that they've had missing. I'll say this. If it's Toronto and it's Robbie Ray, probably going to be probably gonna be Dahlbeck. I'll just admit it right now. Um, he'll face the lefty. But um, in any other circumstance, if it's the Yankees, if it's Seattle, if it's Oakland, um, definitely – Definitely, I want Schwarber. And and like I said, let's have Trevor Shaw. <laughs> yeah, he's been okay. Let's not let's not bag on him a little bit. He's had some late inning uh, heroics off the bench, but um, yeah. So if it doesn't happen to be Robbie Ray, because like I said, if it's a if it's a dogfight for that second wild card game, wild card slot, maybe he has to pitch a game or two earlier to help them solidify it so so we'll see second base who do you like well if it's today then i can't pick my second baseman because he's on the covid il but assuming that covid doesn't bite us again i'm going with arroyo at second base i'm going i'm just under the presumption everyone's available so mine with because dahlbeck in my situation is at first tk is at second for me Really? Okay. Yeah, because, well, I'll get into it. <laughs> well, I I like the offense, so I, I'm going to go with, uh, well, Kike is a good offensive player. I think of him more as an outfielder, but for, for me, it's, it's a royal. I, I agree with Job, and he's been a spark plug. And the Red Sox, see, if you, if you look at the slumps that we have, they do coincide with Arroyo not being on the team and being injured. So I like Arroyo in that spot. I think he gets fired up. I like his glove. I mean, I would say his glove at second is probably better than Kike's. Is that? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. I mean, Kike is I mean, he hasn't made an error all season. Right. So that, that just more more the reason I, I like Arroyo. But any other thoughts on, on second base? 
No, I think we got that one. Okay. So I will just, I think you guys will agree. It's Xander. Xander's at short. Yeah, Rafia at third. Yeah. Maybe a defensive replacement late if we're lucky and we have a nice lead. No, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe that's how you get Dahl back. Maybe he goes to third. Um, all right. So what's the, what's the outfield alignment? Renfro's and right. I think we can all agree with that. In center field, I want Kike Hernandez. Andrew wants him at second, so I'm curious who he wants in center. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not who I want. It's who I think they'll go with, and I I think it's going to be Verdugo because I do think they're going to be going for a lot of offense early in the game because if you're looking at these two teams that they're going to be facing, they got to get out to a lead quick. They they can't fall behind, Um, and then – try to make it a bullpen game. I am so absolutely I do. suffering right now. So hearing that take and thinking about that defense, oh, I'm suffering. So, okay. That's interesting. All right. So you stopped at center though. So I, I'm assuming you're going to put JD and left or, no, or is that I Schwarber? Putting, Schwarber. I was putting Schwarber and left. Okay. Yeah. That's the, yeah. And I, I think they want to lead by the seventh or eighth. And then, you're getting Emmy. You're moving Arroyo to second, Kike to center. Uh, Schwarber, unfortunately, you're losing his bat. Verdugo's going into left, and that I think they'll uh, do some maneuvering, or they'll move Schwarber to first. Okay, kind of one of those things. So my outfield, I, I'm just going to stay conventional. I'm going Verdugo left, Kike center, and. Renfro and right. Yeah, Renfro and right. I, I guess the biggest part where I I break from you, Andrew, is I just I love the the I love the bat and I love the defense of Arroyo at I do too. second and and I I love Kike's bat and I love his glove in center. So I just I, I have a hard time messing with that. I broke from the both of you because I don't have Schwarber, the biggest trade acquisition we made on this team in the lineup at all. I'm I'm going with Kike in center, Runfro in right, and Verdugo in left. It, well, odds are you'll be facing a hard-throwing righty, too. So you need Schwarber, in my opinion, in the lineup there. You know, he's a lefty who doesn't chase pitches, is going to make guys work because those... Well, now, I mean, uh, I'm assuming that teams will be able to line it up. So if it's the Yankees, you're facing Garrett Cole. Yep. If it is... Seattle, just you're going to face Kikuchi. He's a right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And if it's Toronto, you're facing Robbie Ray. Is, yep. that, is that our assumption? Yeah. Because it could be Berrios. And I would say against Berrios, I probably want Schwerber. But otherwise, he's on the bench for me. Because I think that is your best defensive alignment. And counter to Terry, the one thing I really want on this team is for that one game playoff is defense because if we lose that game and it's five to four, but it's because somebody kicked and threw it in the wrong direction or JD Martinez didn't hit the cutoff man. Cause he was trying to be a hero in left. I might be on suicide watch. <laughs> like that might be, that's it for me. And Ed, Ed Bloom's mechanics, because this is not, there's not a team I can rely on defensively. No matter what the lineup is, no matter what the alignment is. I mean, Andrew, when you said 
that Verdugo was your center fielder, I almost choked. We just watched him lose a ball in the sun and cost us a big game. We just spent the whole episode talking about it. Well, you shouldn't have much sun in a primetime game, luckily. <laughs> no, we're not, we should, we're not, I don't think we have to worry about that one. But I don't think they, in the ideal situation, I think they want to get out to a lead, and then you can mess around and get guys into the ideal uh, defensive positioning. Now, here's where, for me, it gets interesting. My designated hitter is Kyle Schwarber, not J.D. Martinez. What? You just said he wasn't in the lineup. Uh, I'm, well, uh, he's not in, not in the field. I'm going. I'd rather have him in, in the lineup than J.D. Martinez. Go, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I'm assuming you got J.D., though. In, oh, yeah, uh, I had them both in there. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I was purposely taking away defense at the beginning of the game in order to get the offensive uh, um, advantage there because you're extending the lineup significantly. With the guy when you have Schwarber in the two hole, and then you're pushing Renfro down to the six, and yeah, I, I like the lineup a lot more like that. Okay, so who's your key guy that's not in it? For me, it's it's Dahlbeck, as we said. So Andrew, who who who's yours? Somebody's not in there. Well, Arroyo was the only one I okay. So Arroyo's your well, key guy out. I don't. The next one I think would be kind of interesting. Um, who do you guys have catching? Vasquez. No way. No, I have Vasquez. Yeah. yeah, Vaz, absolutely. We're not we're not letting base runners take second yes. all night long. See, I I have him because I have JD Martinez on the bench. Like that's that's how I look at it. I'm being very defensive in every other part, and this is the opposite of what I would normally do, where like the catcher is the most important defensive position. But I'm assuming that I have Chris Sale because that was my guy. I'm pitching to uh, I'm pitching to Kevin Ploiecki because Christian Vasquez to me just doesn't have the bat that you need if you don't have JD Martinez in the lineup, and it, it's a or a Schwarber, you know, one or the other. If you have one or the other, not both, which I don't have both. In any scenario, do I have Schwarber in the field or JD? Then I want. Kevin Ploiecki behind the plate because I want his bat. Now, if we're on the road, my whole thing changes. If we're on the road, I want Christian Vasquez behind the plate. So it all changes. And then if we're on the road, I don't want Hunter Renfro in right. If we're in Yankee Stadium, I want Hunter Renfro in center. And I want J.D. Martinez in right. And then all of a sudden, I got everybody in the lineup. I'd almost rather be in Yankee Stadium where you can hide J.D. Martinez than I want to be in Fenway. Well, there's there's some dynamics to that, I guess, depending on which stadium. And we could probably get some sun in Seattle if Seattle, for some effed up reason, gets to be the one seed and then we play them. Yeah. And the roof's open. A lot of things have to happen, but you could get some sun there. So, all right. So, before we wrap, this, this one's uh, a quick one. If the Red Sox don't get past the wild card game, if we lose it or we don't make it whatsoever, God forbid, who's your backup team? I said mine on the last show. Mine's the Brewers. Who are you watching? Which team are you watching I'd, the most? I'd of? either – well, I don't know if we're going to watch as much of it, but 
I'd either be, it'd be either the Giants or uh, the Brewers for sure. Oh, I hate the Giants. You See, can't you can't I'm have watching... them win four because we got four. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Who who I'm watching is going to depend on who gets in. My backup team is going to be the Padres. Yeah. They're just so much fun to watch. If they don't get in and it's Cincinnati, then I could care less about watching Cincinnati. And then in that case, I'm rooting for Atlanta. Yeah, that's a fun team. You know, so I, they're a fun team. They play dynamic baseball. Even without Acuna, they're exciting to watch. I just can't stomach it if the Dodgers win another one. It's anybody but L.A. That's just how I look at it. Well, I mean, the the Giants very well could. I, they're having the type of season that we slept on them. I mean, in any of those three years in the month of June, did you did you think, oh, the Giants are going to win it? I didn't. Only the third time, and only because they won every other year. It was like, oh, all right, here they go. It's an even year. It's True. An, uh, even year. It's but, hard to I mean, rule no, them I, out. I just Gabe Kaplan is manager of the year. I don't think anybody can, can no. argue with that. Craig Council. Having... I love okay, Council. I think you're crazy. <laughs> I think you're insane. I mean, Gabe Kapler has managed a a team that we thought would be third place in their division to probably a division title. Um, they're a fun team to watch. I, I think Andrew's right. San Francisco is is fun, but as long as it's not the Dodgers, I frankly don't care who comes out of the the uh, other side of the bracket. If it's well, the American League, I, I'd honestly rather see Toronto win it than anybody else. If it's not us, just remember: if Atlanta wins it, Pablo Sandoval gets a ring. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> that makes me think they're gonna win it. But it's amazing how they've kind of rallied despite not having Acuna, yeah. and they just gave Charlie Morton a uh, two-year a, deal. Well, the second year's an option, I think. But yeah, an extension I didn't see coming at this. I mean, who gets extended in the month of September? Like that. At 37. So, at age 37. He's 37 years old, too. It's crazy. Yeah. But to me, what they did is is what Bloom should have done. I mean, they lost to Cunha. What did they do? They went out and bought a great relief a great relief pitcher, probably the premier relief pitcher that moved at the deadline, and they went and got some bats in Jock Peterson, and I can't remember who their other acquisition was. So they did what we, we should have done. Honestly, we got Kyle Schwarber, um, quite frankly. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. And you know what, Andrew? If you weren't so up-to-date on the rules, then I would have come into this with Jose Iglesias being my <laughs> key acquisition. But I was not up-to-date on the rules, and I forgot that if he's after September 1st, he can't be on the postseason roster because that would be my defensive replacement. He, uh, yeah, season. absolutely. It's too bad because he, you know – he could have been the if, – if you put him at second, he has the opportunity to be the Stephen Drew of uh, this offseason – of this postseason. Well, I mean, rather. right now, <laughs> he's he's the most upset guy to play in a Red Sox uniform in, in the last 10 years. He got traded three months before we won a world title, and then he comes back, and he's not going to get to play in the playoffs. He's I think he, he does get a well, ring, though, because he played a full-season game. And he, he did have a – he, he did have a big hand in the 2013 World Series, uh, albeit while wearing a different uniform and kicking a double play ball. Right? <laughs> yeah. so it's gotta feel, it's gotta and then feel, striking out to end it. It's got to feel pretty brutal, right? Especially that 13 ring. Putting on that 13 ring, like he lost the 13 World Series. Like that's, <laughs> but he, he got a ring. He to go to the World Series, but he got a ring. Yeah. So that's got to hurt. 
True. And then this year, knowing that you don't deserve it. I mean, you played six games. What the, I mean, ten games, whatever. My, That's going to sting even more. My like being the, the minor league guy. Favorite ring presentation of all time had to be when Dave Dombrowski brought a ring to Tampa to give to Jalen Beeks. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> watching him look at it like, oh, geez, the World Series ring. Yeah, that was kind of that, that, that in twenty years. That was a little <laughs> awkward. Yeah, it probably is in a pawn shop right now. Well, you know, Jalen Beeks is not going to have a long, illustrious major league career, so his salary he might need to pawn that ring at some point. True, absolutely. I I don't. He had Tommy John, I think. So I don't. I don't even know what his status is. But my favorite one stay, is 05. Stay tuned to Pawn Stars in twenty years. <laughs> I love that show. I miss the old man <laughs> he, who passed away recently, but. Yeah. I didn't even know he passed away. That just ruined my day. Yeah. Well, he hadn't been on it for a couple seasons because he had Parkinson's. But it's it's one of my favorite History Channel shows anyway that I watch in the winter because I'm a, I'm a one-sport pony. So unlike you guys, watch everything. But all right. Well, we will wrap on that note. Plenty of wild card talk. That's the elephant in the room. It's probably going to be a topic on most of the episodes. So hopefully we stay in a spot and technically make the postseason and Go further than that. So everybody have a good rest of your week. We will be back Sunday night to talk about the White Sox series with Jason and Charlie and myself. Take care.